Hi, welcome to Healthify with Gummel, your weekly dose of hope, health, and happiness. I'm your host, Gummel, a certified holistic health coach, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Reet. Hi, Reet. Hi, Mom. I'm super excited about today's episode. Today's topic is a really special and interesting one. Yeah, today we have an important topic that affects all women, hormone health. Hormones play a crucial role in our overall well-being, and when they're out of balance, it can lead to a range of health problems. Absolutely, Mom. I know this is something that you've experienced firsthand, uh, especially with your journey through endometriosis and surgical menopause. So I think it's very crucial to recognize the signs of hormonal imbalance and uh, take the steps required to improve our health. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into these five signs that your hormones might be out of whack (laughs) and discuss practical tips to improve each sign. So the first sign that we're going to be discussing is irregular periods. Yes. Yeah. So if your menstrual cycle is unpredictable, it could be a red flag. And I know that that a lot of women struggle with this one. Yeah. uh, A lot of women experience variations in their menstrual cycle. So if you notice a consistent uh, irregularity with your cycles, it could indicate that you might have a hormone imbalance. Yeah. And um, some common Causes of irregular periods include PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome that a lot of girls are diagnosed with these days or have it and don't know. Right. Yeah. True. And then there is um, thyroid disorder. Yeah. Stress is a big one. Very big. And uh, extreme weight fluctuations. So you lose very fast and then you gain it back and you lose it again. You know that. So if you're uh, experiencing irregular periods, um, we're going to give you some practical tips to help you improve these hormone, um, this hormone balance, Yeah, you know. Um, and the first one is to track your cycles. It's very important to keep a record of your menstrual cycle length so you know how often it comes about, how long it lasts. And also you want to note down all the accompanying symptoms and then note down any irregularities. And pretty soon after uh, tracking your cycle for about, I would say, like good three to four months, Mm -hmm. you will start to see a pattern. Yeah, that's true. And I do this myself. Yeah. So I use an app called Flow. And that app can log in all of your symptoms if you're irregular, if you're spotting. And I do all of that stuff on a daily basis. So it really helps to track my cycles. Mm -hmm. And this will help you identify patterns and discuss them with your healthcare provider if that is required. Yeah. And another thing that you can do is try to maintain a healthy weight. I know this is harder um, done than said. Yeah. But achieving and maintaining a healthy weight can help you regulate your hormone levels. Um, So you want to focus on a balanced diet, you know, that's rich in whole foods, uh, including fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fats like uh, avocado, mustard seed oil, you know, and uh, our 
great, reliable Indian ghee. I love ghee. Yeah. So all of that good stuff. Yeah. And I feel like along with that, it's important to avoid excessive calorie restrictions or crash diets Mm -hmm. because they can disrupt your hormone balance. Uh, And this is something that I know you've always told me to, you know, eat as much as required, not to think about the calories too much and just eat what you want, but eat in a maintained order. Yeah. In moderation. It always helps. And you want to stop eating when you're 80% full. It's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. So, and you know, this is a thing in Japan that they are taught at a very young age that you should stop eating when you're 80% Really? Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like that's something everybody should adopt. do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then another one, the most important one that I'm always talking about and advocating about, and that is to manage your stress levels. Yes. So chronic uh, stress can disrupt hormone production and it affects your menstrual cycle, which not a lot of people put together, you know. Yeah. You would think it would be obvious. Yeah. 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 And I think incorporating stress management techniques like meditation, or deep breathing exercises, yoga, or engaging in hobbies that can bring you joy and relaxation can really help. Like for me, I get stressed out a lot because of my school. um, And I try to do these things and it helps with my menstrual cycle overall. Yeah. And um, another tip is to consider herbal remedies. Um, These are not you know, necessarily suitable for everybody, but they're a good option. Um, And some herbs like the chasberry, uh, evening primrose, uh, these have been traditionally used to support hormone balance. And like I said before, that they're not for everyone. So you definitely want to consult your healthcare um, provider before starting any uh, herbal supplements. Because these don't go with certain medications. So if you're on certain medications, you want to make sure that uh, you can take these. But they have been very helpful. I know that you take evening uh, primrose. Yeah, I do. And how has it helped you? It's helped me a lot. You initially don't notice that much of a difference. You have to take it for quite a stretch of time before you start seeing a difference. But overall, it's really helped me. Yeah, so consistency. Consistency is key key here. Yeah. And another thing you want to do is discuss uh, with a healthcare provider. Uh, If you're concerned about your irregular periods, it's important to seek guidance from a healthcare provider because they can help you identify um, underlying causes and help you develop a personalized treatment plan that's right for you. Yeah. And... Uh, remember that every woman's body is unique, so it's crucial to listen to your own needs and seek medical help when necessary. Uh, by taking steps to address irregular periods, uh, we can promote a hormonal balance and overall well-being. So it's important to understand your body and giving it the care that it deserves. So before continuing, we want to take this moment to thank all our listeners for their support. And if you're enjoying this episode, please take the time to subscribe, to leave us a five-star review, 
and share this podcast with anybody who you think would find it helpful on Spotify or anywhere that you get your podcasts on. Your feedback means the world to us. Yeah, if you leave a review, it helps us to be discovered by new people. Yeah. So um, now let's dive into our next sign of hormone imbalance, which is mood swings and irritability, which I know a lot of women go through. Um, Hormone fluctuations can impact our emotional well-being, which can cause sudden shifts in mood and increased irritability and even depression or anxiety. Yeah, that's right. And um, hormones such as estrogen and progesterone play a significant role in regulating our moods. So let's discuss some practical tips to help manage these mood swings and promote emotional well-being. Yeah? Yeah, let's get into it. So the first tip that I have is to prioritize self-care activities. You know, engaging in activities that can give you joy and relaxation Mm -hmm. um, are really helpful. So it could be like practicing mindfulness or reading a book, taking a warm bath, which I personally love to do, or spending time in nature. Um, it can really help take care of your mental and emotional health, which is very important. Yeah, self-care is definitely a big one. Yeah. And another one is regular exercise. So physical activity release endorphins, which are natural mood boosters. Yeah. Yeah. So aim for anywhere from, I would say, 30 minutes of moderate exercise most days of the week yes and you want to find activities that you enjoy like i love dancing me too yeah uh yoga is another good one yeah um and then walking um is definitely a good good exercise pretty much everybody can do this yeah right yeah you want to find activities that you find enjoyable because then you're more likely to stick with them yeah. Uh, long term. And it's very important for you to be moving your body throughout the day. Yeah. You know, I love to do like a jog around our house or in our neighborhood. Yeah. So another tip to um, help you with mood swings is get enough sleep. Yeah. So, you know, most of us are not getting enough sleep. And Inadequate sleep can worsen mood swings and irritability. Yes, I can guarantee that. (laughs) Yeah. So you want to establish a consistent sleep routine and aim for anywhere from seven to nine hours of good quality sleep each night. Um, I know that that's what you should be aiming for, but it's really hard and I can vouch for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So um, especially since like this surgical menopause thing has started with me, um, it's been very hard to sleep through the night. Yeah, I know. There have been mornings where I come up to you and you're like, I didn't get any sleep at all. I'm like a zombie, so don't, you know. Yeah. If that causes a lot of mood swings and irritability too. You know, if you don't get enough sleep, you are in a very grouchy mood the entire day. Yeah, because your body is not doing the full recovery process it's supposed to be during sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so along with that, it's important to create a calming 
bedtime routine and make sure your sleep environment is comfortable uh, and conducive to rest. Um, so like for me, I sleep and I wake up at a certain time every day, uh, especially when I'm working or going to school. That's very important for me. And this has been a thing with me since I was a child, you know, also keeping uh, our gadgets out of our rooms. Yeah. Um, that also helps to promote a good sleep because you're not distracted by the blue light and uh, that the screen gives you. Um so I've done this since I was a kid and I've seen a lot of benefits. Like I get the seven to nine hours of sleep that you were mentioning. Yeah, I know. Because like when you guys were little and we started this where yeah. you guys got your, first of all, you didn't get your phones till you were like mid teenagers. Yeah. And at that time too, I had told you that at night you can't have your phone in the room. You have to put it away. Yeah. You guys definitely protested, but I think over the years you've understood why, because you sleep better and you get through the day better. Yeah. I've seen a lot of college students, um, they're like sleeping in class and I'm like, thank God that's not me. <laughs> yeah. So another tip, tip number four is practice stress management techniques. Yeah. And you want to say more about that one? Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, chronic stress can worsen hormone imbalances. Um, so exploring stress reducing practices, like I mentioned earlier, like meditation, deep breathing exercises, journaling, which is something I personally do or seeking support from a therapist or counselor can really help. I started with journaling and that really helped me with my stress. So I feel like that's a good starting point. Yeah. And along with all of that, you can consider supplements. Um, that's our fifth tip. Yeah. And uh, certain supplements like omega-3 fatty acids, uh, vitamin D, and B vitamins have been associated to uh, improve mood yeah yeah um but again as i've mentioned earlier also you definitely want to consult with your healthcare professional before starting or adding any supplements to your routine yeah and i know you recommended these to me um and ever since i've been uh, taking these hopefully you've noticed a difference in my mood yeah yeah, yeah. so um Again, hormone imbalances can affect our emotional well-being. Uh, by implementing these strategies that we've mentioned, you can uh, better manage your mood swings and promote overall happiness. And that's the goal. Yep. Absolutely. So taking care of your emotional health is just as important as uh, taking care of your physical health, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, let's move to the next sign. Yeah, so another sign of hormone imbalance, and this goes along with the mood swing sign, mm -hmm. which is fatigue and low energy levels. Um, so if you're often feeling tired and you don't have any energy to perform daily activities, that could uh, ultimately be a result of hormonal imbalances. Right. And hormones such as cortisol yeah. and thyroid hormones play a significant role in regulating our energy levels. So if you're experiencing fatigue and low energy, yeah. you want to try one of these tips that we're going to be talking right now. Yeah. So the first one, again, is to prioritize 
quality sleep. I mean, I cannot stress enough how important this is. Yeah. Um, and the tips that we are mentioning, uh, they are going to go along and be helpful for all of the signs that we are talking about. Yeah. It's just they have different benefits for each of the signs. Yeah. Yeah. So like with uh, prioritizing quality sleep, you want to make sure that you are sleeping seven to nine hours yeah. and it's un uninterrupted. So you want to create a relaxing sleep environment. Yeah. As you had mentioned, put away all the electronics um, because the blue light interferes with your uh, circadian rhythm actually. Yeah. And um, so all of this will play into having a good sleep hygiene. Yeah. You know. And the second one, again, is to have regular exercise because yeah. exercise plays an important role because if you have regular physical activity, it can help boost your energy levels and improve uh, hormonal balance in general. Uh, if you incorporate a mix of cardiovascular exercises, strength training and flexibility exercises into your routine, um, it can really help with all of that and start with activities that you genuinely enjoy and then gradually increase the intensity because if you go in like full force in the beginning you are bound to crash at one point yeah and you know like for myself I can tell you that uh, on the days that I'm not feeling all that good or tired uh, just a small you know walk yeah. short walk um, five, 10 minutes yeah. even starts to make me feel better. And then slowly, um, if I work my way up to say like 30 minutes, yeah, you know, um, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I have energy now. I can do a lot more. Yeah. So definitely exercise is yeah. a good thing. So work as your stamina is building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the next one is managing your stress levels again. And uh, chronic stress, as we all know, can drain your strat um, your energy and disrupt your hormone production. Um, so you want to implement stress management techniques like meditation, uh, deep breathing exercises. Yeah. Um, and in this one, I deeply uh, recommend doing Anulom Vilom, which is a yoga breathing exercise. Yeah. That does wonders. You know, you've told but, me. Yeah, but you want to learn to do this correctly. And there are tons of YouTube videos teaching this. Yeah. So, and you want to engage in activities that make you happy, that you love, you know. Yeah. Because prioritizing self care, as we've mentioned before, really does promote relaxation and brings down your stress. Yeah. And another thing is that you want to pay attention to your nutrition. Now, this is really important because if you're opting for nutrient-dense foods that support hormonal balance and provide uh, sustained energy throughout the day, it can really help you. So if you include a mix of complex carbs, uh, lean proteins, healthy fats, and a ton of fruits and vegetables... Um, it can really help you. So you want to try to avoid the excess sugar and processed foods. So, you know, forget about your bag of chips or your cookies or your candy. I mean, once in a while, I feel like it's okay. 
But overall, I feel like we should stay away from that. And along with that, staying hydrated is very important, which I myself try to do. Um, so because dehydration can contribute to fatigue. And if you're drinking enough water throughout the day, it can keep your body hydrated. Uh, and limit, again, your intake of sugary beverages or alcohol because those can lead to dehydration. Yeah, all things I'm telling you to do all yeah. the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's very hard. But once you commit to it, you have to stay. Yeah. And finally, one of the most important tips is to consider hormone testing. Yes. You know, so if you think your hormones are out of balance, that's actually, I would suggest the first thing. To because sometimes we think our hormones are out of balance, yeah, but they're not. There's other things going on. Um, so you want to do a full panel of hormone testing. And if you're experiencing chronic fatigue, uh, it may be helpful to consult your doctor, you know, who specializes in hormone health. Yeah. Uh, usually just uh, like general physicians, they most of the time will just kind of snub you off and say, no, you're fine. You're OK. Yeah. You really have to advocate and press hard to say, no, I want to get my hormones tested. And this can help you understand what's really going on so you can evaluate the hormone levels and be recommended appropriate, you know, treatments for yeah. you if there is something going on. So and a full panel includes everything from estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, yeah. the DHE, you know, the FSH um, and beyond. Yeah. Like a full panel. So you get a good picture of what really is happening inside your body rather than just playing the guessing game. Yeah. I know that you had a really hard time asking your physician to get your panel tested just because, like you said, uh, they just uh, basically rub it off. Yeah, they do. So yeah, by implementing all of these strategies and tips that we mentioned, you can support your energy levels and promote hormonal balance. And just remember to be patient with yourself. These things do take time and consistency is key here. So don't rush into it thinking that, oh, this will be like a quick fix. Yeah, I think in this world of everything instant, we tend to expect results right away. Yeah. Um, so like if you drank water, yeah. enough water, like for 24 hours and then you're like, I don't see a change. Yeah. Well, you need to keep doing it every single day and your body will respond in yeah. that way. I know this is something that I used to do early on, but now I've learned that it things take time. Absolutely. And it's really important to address the underlying causes of fatigue and yeah. prioritize self-care, as we've been saying. And by taking steps to improve your energy levels, yes. you can enhance your overall well-being um, very easily. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So now we're moving on to our fourth sign, which are skin issues. Yeah, something that you are very interested in. Yeah. yeah. So hormonal changes can manifest on our skin. So it can lead to conditions like acne, dryness, or uneven texture. Yeah, our skin is influenced by hormones such as estrogen and yeah. testosterone and cortisol. 
So when these hormones are imbalanced, you know, it can affect the health and the appearance of your skin. Yeah. And I have personally experienced this after going into surgical menopause. Uh, um, also because of my ostomy, yeah. I lost um, a lot of my collagen. Yeah. Um, and because of the surgical menopause, you know, all my estrogen, testosterone levels were next to nothing. Yeah. So the first thing I noticed was my skin being affected. Yeah. So let's talk about some common skin issues related to these um, hormone imbalances. For sure. Let's get into it. Okay. So the first one is acne. Really big one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of young women around yeah. your age... Um, Go through this. Yeah, yeah. Are struggling with this. Even older women, but I find it more, you know, younger women um, in their 20s even yeah. struggling with this. Yeah. So hormone fluctuations can increase oil production and this leads to clogged pores and acne breakouts. Yeah. So especially around the jaw line mm -hmm. and the chin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, hormone acne is often very cyclic yeah you know, it comes in cycles yeah and it flares up during specific times of your period yeah so have you noticed that yeah i've noticed i break out like when i'm closer to my period yeah yeah so um and then another one is uh another one is dryness so hormonal changes can disrupt the skin's natural moisture balance uh, which can result in dry and flaky skin. And this symptom is, or skin issue, is particularly common during menopause when your estrogen levels uh, decrease. And I know this is something that you have gone through and are still trying to figure out uh, because once you had surgical menopause, the first thing you noticed was how dry your skin was. Yeah. On your whole body, not just your face. Yeah, Um I mean, I was the kind of person who didn't really had to worry as much about moisturizing. Yeah. But now I like bathe in moisture. Yeah. <laughs> in lotions yeah. and oils, you know, because my skin is so dry yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And another one um, is uneven texture. So with this one. What happens is hormone imbalances can cause changes in collagen and elastin production. And so this affects your skin's texture, you know, yeah. and it may lead to things like roughness, fine lines, and then visible pores. So that's when you get those um, uneven texture. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, this is all very interesting. Yeah, so hormonal imbalances and their impact on skin can really be frustrating. Uh, but if you uh, you can improve this by first getting your hormones tested, like you mentioned, and then implementing a skincare routine that's tailored to your needs. Yeah, and obviously, if you're experiencing persistent skin issues, yeah, you want to go see a dermatologist or a skincare specialist, right? Yeah, um, who specializes in hormonal skin concerns. Yeah, yeah, and this can help identify the underlying causes of your skin issues if you go yeah. to a dermatologist, um, because they can recommend appropriate treatments or skincare products that would fit you. 
Um, but remember that taking care of your skin really goes beyond the topical treatments. Uh, it's crucial to address the hormonal imbalances through lifestyle modifications and potential medical interventions. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about our last, our fifth sign. And this sign is the most frustrating sign of hormone imbalance that I know majority of the women um, are struggling with. And that is weight gain or difficulty losing weight. Yeah, I know that this is a really common struggle for many women, especially when hormonal imbalances are at play. Yeah. And, you know, uh, hormone um, imbalances can disrupt your body's metabolism and it makes it harder to maintain a healthy weight. And one hormone that plays a significant role in weight regulation is insulin. Yeah. So when insulin levels are imbalanced, it leads to weight gain and difficulty of losing that weight. Yeah. And you know how like women, when they're trying to lose the weight, they start to do a lot of cardio exercises. Yeah. And the excessive cardio exercises that they do, even though they are associated with weight loss, they aren't really the best way for women to deal with hormonal imbalances. Yeah. Because research shows that prolonged cardio sessions can increase your cortisol levels and that can contribute to weight gain and hinder weight loss efforts. And I know this is something that you tell me when I exercise not to do too much cardio because you could end up with hormone imbalances. Yeah, I find it very funny when I see um, a lot of trainers, male trainers, yeah. even female trainers, you know, um, trying to tell their clients that you need to do this kind of cardio and this much intense cardio to yeah. lose weight. And then these women, poor things, they put in all their energy and all their effort and then they get nothing out of it yeah um except disappointment yeah and that is because you are not doing and treating your body the way it needs to and you're not listening to your body yeah and we women are programmed different from men definitely (laughs) far more complex you know and our wiring is different yeah. So the same things don't work for us, you know. Yeah. And the excessive cardio does more damage to you yeah, than it say. does help. Yeah. Yeah. Because you end up gaining the weight instead of losing it because you're causing your hormones to be like all over the place, basically. Yeah. So you want to, um, instead of just focusing on intense cardio, it's very crucial that you incorporate a variety of exercises, including strength training yeah, um, to promote muscle growth and overall, you know, metabolic health. And the thing about strength training and weightlifting is that now I think it's lessened slightly, but still there are women out there who say, no, I don't want to lift. I don't want to become bulky. I don't want to, you know, look like a man or any of those things. But in actuality, strength training is the best thing you can do for yourself. Unless you are struggling with some serious chronic conditions. I mean, there are some exceptions. 
but majority of the time, strength training is a very good thing, important thing for women to be doing so that you age well. And when you are older and your bones are starting to become a little bit weak because of age, you know, that muscle, that strength helps you. Yeah. And it also prevents you from all those um, possible, like you, if you fall, breaking a bone, getting a fracture, all of yeah. that. So if you have enough strength, it's going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. So are you saying to do strength training like most of the time or? Yeah. You you know, I suggest that you do strength training at least a couple of times a, a week. Yeah. Um, And slowly build on it and progress according to your body's needs and health yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so another aspect that often hinders in women losing weight uh is the diet chart mentality yeah which i know is your biggest pet peeve oh yeah there are many women that follow or individuals that follow rigid meal plans or diets without considering their own habits and lifestyle you know i know that clients come to you and they just ask for a diet chart like can you give me a diet chart and they end up not succeeding if you decide to give them one and it's important to shift the focus from short-term diets to long-term sustainable lifestyle changes because diet charts aren't essentially meant for everybody yeah so like when clients come to me and they'll be like um can you just like write me a chart tell me what to eat I want to lose weight or I have this chronic condition and I'm gaining weight yeah and I usually tell them that in order for this to work for you and for you to work with me yeah you need to first work on your mentality and your lifestyle because yes, I can write the diet chart. You can follow it. Yeah. But once you stop following it, then what? You're going to be back to zero, right? So it's very important that you incorporate these habits and you change your lifestyle accordingly, depending on the environment that you are in. Yeah. So it's very important for you to learn the basics yeah. of maintaining your health, your body, your weight. Yeah. So, yeah. And health coaches, we are not meant to give you a diet chart. We're meant to help you get better health to make you understand and help you learn to get to where you need to be for your best self. Yeah. You know, we're your helpers. Yeah. And that can be very frustrating to explain it to every single person that comes to you. Yeah. You know, I want to share this one thing before moving on. Um, going to India is always an experience because over there, whenever I talk to somebody and I tell them that I'm a weight loss specialist, they're like, oh, so what should I eat? How can I lose weight? I eat this. It's not helping me. I eat only this many calories, you know? And this is the exact mentality that we need to change. Everybody is unique. Yes, we all have the same body parts, yeah, um, the same organs and the nerves, but they function differently. You know, every chemical reaction is different. Yeah. So it's very important that we learn that. And I find it very frustrating, as you've said, it's my biggest pet peeve yeah. to see all these coaches in India yeah. advertise 
and sell these diet charts yeah. that do nothing for the person. Yes, initially you have success, definitely. Yeah. But it's not long-term success because until and unless you learn to maintain it and incorporate it into your daily life, it's not going to work. Yeah. 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 So sustainable weight loss is all about making healthier choices. It's about adopting, you know, balanced eating habits and nourishing your body with nutrient-dense food. The weight will fall. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely not about counting calories or following some strict diet for a limited time period. And if you're a bodybuilder, yeah, then yes, you need to count your calories and you need to count your macros, but not for your average person and not yeah. for that woman who's trying to do everything around the house and also lose weight, Yeah, you know, and has hormone problems and is maybe not getting her period regularly or is about to go into menopause. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. 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 So it's very important to pay attention to your habits and mindset around food, like you mentioned. Uh, you know, building a healthy relationship with food involves different things like mindful eating, listening to your body's hunger and fullness cues. So, you know, stopping uh, when you feel 80% full don't push yourself if you don't feel the need to and focus on nourishing yourself rather than restricting. You know, again, don't restrict that. Oh, I'm not going to be eating this. Eat it, but eat it in moderation. Yes, exactly. And changing your lifestyle habits is very crucial for long term weight management, as I've just said. Yeah. And it's about incorporating regular physical activities, about getting good sleep you know, managing your stress levels, finding joy in balanced, varied diet. Yeah. And having the mentality that healthy is not boring. It's not. It's actually very delicious. You need to make it delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and it all starts with your mind first, yeah. you know. So all these things will help you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sustainable weight loss is not an overnight process. It's not something that like, okay, I'm going to start eating healthy and the next day you've lost a pound or how much ever, you know. Yeah. It's about, it's a journey of self-discovery, self-care and embracing a healthier way of living in general by addressing the root causes of weight gain, including hormonal imbalances and adopting a holistic approach, you can achieve lasting results. Yeah. So instead of looking for a chart, yeah. follow, you know, you should get help from a health coach who specializes in weight loss, like myself, who understands the long-term process to success, to, yeah. that who can help you understand how to maintain that weight. Yes, initially, like I said, you will lose the weight. But then what? You don't want to gain it back and then some, yeah. right? So you want to learn how to maintain it. Yeah, definitely. And we hope you've gained valuable insights into the signs of hormonal imbalance and some tips to address them. And remember that hormone health is the key to many women's hormones prob health problems. And by taking proactive steps, you can improve your overall well-being. Yeah, we encourage you to prioritize your health and 
seek professional guidance like from a health coach like myself if you suspect a hormone imbalance. And before we wrap up, uh, before we wrap up, we just want to remind you to visit our website, healthfywithkamal.com for more information, resources, and so that way you can stay connected with us. Yeah, on our website, you'll find additional episodes. You'll find um, blog posts and other valuable content to help you with your health and wellness journey. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more individuals who can benefit from our discussions. Yeah, you know, we are also new at this podcasting thing and we're hoping that you're enjoying our episodes and we've got some really good ones lined up. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today on Healthify with Kamal and remember to prioritize your hormone health, make a sustainable lifestyle change and take control of your well-being and we'll see you in the next episode. Hi there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder that the information provided on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. The content on this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. You should always seek the advice of a doctor or a qualified medical professional with any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment.